0: Fables, a podcast where two lifelong friends and totally obsessed business nerds discuss all things leadership. I'm your host, Casey Clark, and I'm joined by your co-host, Jacob Evans, who is doing his best to get sick right now. So how's that fight going, Jacob? I think I'm winning. Uh,
1: I have this theory (laughs) that uh, airborne uh, cures all colds. And I've been uh, I've been taking Airborne since uh, yesterday, and I think I'm winning. I think with, with the power of Airborne, I'm winning the fight.
0: Nice. Can you take Airborne, like, all the time? Like, do you have to just take it when you're – would that be bad? Would I think you can take much? it all the
1: time, but, you know, I, I don't like taking things. So I only take Airborne when I'm feeling like I'm getting sick. Nice. I must say, I
0: got a sore throat. I'm a little tired. But other than that, I feel okay. I feel okay. Well, I hear energy in your voice. I see a sparkle in your eyes. So we better get going so it doesn't change halfway through. Yeah, it it could wear off. It could wear (laughs) off. Well, we're doing something special right now with the podcast uh, versus having uh, a theme that we go through like we did the first two seasons we're we're just picking some random topics that are are top of mind right now. And uh, last week we talked about how to make meetings marvelous. So if you didn't listen to that, go back and grab it. Today, we're talking about a topic near and dear to my heart, and it's preventing and dealing with burnout. Jacob, have you ever had burnout? I think so. I think
1: so. I've I've, I've had to really like do a, a fair amount of introspection and thinking about this topic. I think I have, at, at certain points in my career and life, been burnt out. I have to conclude. It, but it, it did. It did require me some thinking. I'm a, I'm a more like glass half full guy. I like to be happy and energetic, as you kind of indicated. So, uh, yeah, I had to really, really dig deep and think about some some times and situations where I've I've really experienced burnout and uh, and and all that.
0: Yeah, I think it's part of leadership, and and I just noticed something that to give you a background on Jacob. I, I made an outline for the episode that said preventing dealing with burnout. As I corrected myself verbally and said preventing and dealing with burnout, Jacob changed it on the outline. So I noticed him do that. So that's how Jacob avoids burnout is, is he it. is a perfectionist.
1: Well, it also was a reminder to me to set the episode title to preventing <laughs>
0: and dealing with burnout. Not preventing dealing with burnout. Exactly. I, I, I was thinking of a um, video game that I used to play uh, that was called that's called Burnout. And this video game is a little different than the others in that your job in this game, you're like a car and you go off a cliff and it is to create as much damage as possible. So you jump this cliff, you like hang in the air and you hit like an oil tanker or you hit like a bus and it blows up and then all these other cars ram into it and it calculates the damage cost as it's happening. And uh, it's one of my favorite games to play with my kids. But I think that is a lot like professional burnout in that, uh, if we could actually calculate the damage of burnout, I imagine it would be really high and and cost companies and and teams a lot. And so preventing it, dealing with it is really important because it is part of leadership. If you're trying to accomplish some big audacious goal, you have to be careful and watch for the signs and know how to deal with it.
1: Yeah, I think that's really true. And, And for many of us, I think this has been true for me. I've Waited too long to deal with burnout, and at that point, some of the damage had already been done, like the cost had already been uh, uh, the cost had already occurred, right? Um, yep. so I think that there is a there is a big opportunity for all of us to kind of consider burnout and, and and ways to prevent it.
0: Well, how do you know if you're burned out? I think is the first question, and I created just some different ideas and I know Jacob, you have some too. Let me go over a couple of mine tell me if if you connect with these. One is just the feeling of exhaustion and fatigue. Like I'm not getting as much done as I normally do with the same amount of effort. Uh, that's one way that I know I, I'm, I'm looking at burnout or I, I'm getting tired. I also find myself just getting kind of cynical and rude, uh, and almost like, uh, a type of depression. Like I just, uh, stuff that would normally run off my back, um, is some, it, I'm embracing it too long or I'm, I'm nurturing it versus dealing with it. Have you ever felt any of those? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Particularly
1: the, the cynical, uh, the cynical point. Like I, I I've noticed that when I start getting cynical or, uh, maybe even judgmental, uh, that, that, that's a good indicator that I'm not, I'm, I'm not feeling
0: it. I'm getting burned out. Yeah. I, I, uh, a couple of years back on my, my performance review, I was like going into it ready for this, like whopping amazing review. And I got to it and this is once a year in our reviews at my work, you actually get to solicit feedback from different team members. And I had, you know, asked my normal people that I wanted feedback from, and one of them had put in, uh, just some kind of note, I should have looked it up, but about how I was, I had lost like my optimism uh, about a key project. And I was quick to being critical of other departments about this, this thing. And it was one of those pieces of feedback that hurts so good. Like that the second you read it, you know, it's so true. And it just has not hit you now. I wish I would have got that feedback prior to my review that's a different episode that, that we could talk about how to give feedback. But, and, and to be clear, it wasn't my boss give you that feedback. It was a peer. Um, but sometimes you need someone else to help you see it, right? You don't even notice that you're doing it, but like, I don't know. I notice Casey doesn't have his normal optimism about this, or I notice that the first place we go is negative in this, that that's a sign of burnout, which was really true at that time uh, with my job.
1: Yeah, that that same sort of thing happened to me. I had someone pull me aside once and said, "Jacob, man, you're you're not as optimistic as you normally are, and you you seem to have a you seem to go right to your pessimism, like when dealing with or talking about a variety. This in this case, it was a variety of projects, and uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> this kind of a yep. wake up call, like because <laughs> uh, I am normally pretty positive, and I normally do have a can do attitude, and and when I don't, uh, that that's probably a sign that I'm burning out, that things are not." Uh, yeah, that, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Another sign is just the inability to like make progress. Like no matter how hard you work, you don't feel like you're moving the ball down the field. And sometimes that can be, you're stuck in an, an, uh, ineffective routine or an ineffective strategy that you're working. But to me, this will even connect to like physical symptoms as well. Like I'll start to get more headaches, um, or I'll get stomach aches a lot. I'll notice, um, Just some digestion issues, like all of this connects back to feeling overwhelmed and stress. And I know this is not my go-to, but I do know that just relying on like substances more than normal, you know, like mood-altering things like Mm -hmm. alcohol, drugs. uh, For I guess there are a couple that I do run to, and those are like, you know, I I I don't drink or do drugs, but coffee is yes. Like if I notice like I'm having to order more coffee than normal, or The snacks, like there's no snacks in the cupboard. It's probably because I ate them all. Like that's a sign that the stress has increased and I'm burning out. Yeah, I
1: think for me, like the biggest, one of the biggest signs of burnout is when I'm feeling bored. And by bored, I mean I have the skill, but I'm not demonstrating the will. Um, And and I think this happens to a lot of us where we get into a role or a job or into a season in life where we know what to do. Um, We're competent and capable of doing it but we don't because we're bored and uh i know i know for me like when i've got a new challenge or when there's some, when there's an interesting problem to solve that's very motivating to me and when those things don't exist or there aren't very many kind of interesting problems to solve or things to build i'll uh i'll get a bit bored and uh and i'll feel kind of like i'm i'm mailing it in some might even call this the the quiet quitting where mm-hmm. uh where you know we're not motivated or feeling motivated uh, to do our best work, or maybe to even um, uh, innovate and kind of try new things. Uh, so instead, what we do is we just kind of do the very bare minimum, and that's it. And I think that boredom is is a is a uh, it kind of sounds paradoxical, but I think it is a a form of burnout. Like it's it's a way yeah. that 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 we're just not energized to do our jobs well, and it can lead to you know, uh, as we've talked about, some other sort of negative um, uh, symptoms. Um, such as you may be poor eating habits or just being generally ornery, uh, that kind of stuff. Have yeah, you ever experienced that, that, Casey?
0: That, yeah, that's. I think it's a, a a nice association with quiet quitting. And uh, I was joking earlier that the opposite of quiet quitting is loud firing. No, but it's not. It's really uh, reengaging with the vision and the why and all of that. But there are times that uh, if you are hitting burnout often, it may be time for a change. Um and to do something different. And I wouldn't take that decision lightly, obviously, like, oh, I have a stomach ache this afternoon and I'm mad at people. That means I need to quit tomorrow, right? But it may be a sign of uh, you're just not captivated by the problems that you're working on, right? You're not uh, excited about the work that you're doing it can really yeah. be part of it. Yeah,
1: I won't probably get into this in the prevention kind of solutions, but I think another sort of antidote to this uh, boredom is just finding another outlet that that does excite you, that does give life, uh, that does challenge you um, can really help deal with the areas, the other areas of your life where you're feeling bored, you know, particularly if it's a if it's kind of a professional thing. Like I went through a season where I was feeling really bored. I felt like I was kind of mailing it in, but I found some hobbies that I really enjoyed doing um, on the side. And that really gave me life and kind of gave me the, the fuel I needed uh, to do well or at least do OK um, in my professional duties. So just sometimes yeah. having a better outlet um that does challenge you can kind of help um uh uh not maybe prevent, but uh lessen kind of the toll of boredom in other areas.
0: Yeah, I like that. And uh I I think we don't we're not gonna talk about this, but I just thought of it as like this is where volunteerism can really help too, you know, being able to serve in another uh, area can kind of add some diversity to the work that you're doing is is really helpful or just like reignite like the ability to serve others which i think connects with uh burnout as well any other
1: signs for you jacob yeah i think on the other extreme so you know we have on one hand boredom quiet quitting kind of mailing it in i think on the other hand is this sort of chronic busyness um, you'd you'd mentioned Casey early on, like exhaustion, fatigue, which can lead to exhaustion, fatigue. I think, like a sign for me that I'm a uh, near burnout is when I've started doing like chronic list making, and when there are <laughs> sticky notes all over my desk and all over my monitor, and uh, I'm working really late and really early, uh, and, and and normally accompanied with this, uh, my family is is. Uh, uh, ready to kill me because I, I don't have a lot of margin uh, for them or, or or to work on you know home projects or to be present uh, with them. so I, I I think that you know burnout kind of kind of looks both ways like where you're bored, just not feeling great and and on the other end uh, it could be where you you're just really busy and sometimes that busyness is is fun for a while uh, but I found that it that it it, it, it turns to <laughs> turns to boredom or fatigue you know really quickly, right?
0: Yeah. Or can. I love the, I love the, like using your family as a barometer. I, I found that in my career to be true that if, if I say the word or the letters WGU, who I work for, I could watch the eyes of my family. And if like anger starts to come up or like an eye roll, like then I know maybe my life balance is out of whack. And sometimes I'll even ask my team members, how are you, how's your family feel about WGU? And they're like, kind of takes them aback, but it is a it is a great barometer. They know you better than anyone and they're kind of watching the side effects of your work. So that's that to me. That's a great tip. Yep, yep. Yeah, so watch your family.
1: If uh you know, if they're sending signals that uh you're working too much uh or if your uh place of work is a four-letter word, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that might be a sign that uh, we're nearing uh burnout.
0: Yeah, and if you're only saying bad stuff about your work that the positive stuff like that's easy to do, right? Just normal. It's easier to complain than to be uh, happy about it. But yeah, those are some uh, great signs of burnout, but now let's shift to uh, preventing burnout and dealing with burnout. Um, and I-, I was thinking through this earlier and what struck me is like the best kind of burnout is those stuff that never happens. And so I want to give like homework to go back in and revisit the five altitudes of planning that we talked about, because I, I do really think that's the key to burnout is, uh, it, it's not like reorganizing things into the right pattern. It's not about getting more done. It's actually about being connected to the right things and then taking care of yourself. And, and I think body, mind, soul here for me, like, am I, am I taking care of my body? Am I eating? Am I exercising? Am I sleeping Right. Uh, I used to, I've done a lot of research on sleeping because it was a a huge issue for me. And I, I read this one report where, um, sleep used to be like the third pillar of health, like eating, exercise, sleep, three pillars working together. And, and scientists have like adjusted this now to be where like, uh, sleep is actually the base, uh, of health where, and then, uh, Eating and exercise sits on that base of of sleep and, and being rested. And, and this is the very first thing I look for when I'm feeling some of these signs is, am I eating right? Am I exercising? And am I sleeping uh, enough? Even though they seem counterproductive to feeling overwhelmed, like the last thing I think I need to do when I feel overwhelmed is go for a walk. But it's actually the best thing to do uh, is to go work out, is to... Make sure I don't grab a hamburger from a fast food place on my way home you know, from work. So uh, anything you do here around taking care of your body, Jacob, or how this connects to burnout?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One thing that you mentioned um, is just exercising to prevent burnout. I think this can also help you through burnout. I, I know that when I'm feeling stressed or I've got a problem that I'm having a tough time solving and it's occupying kind of a lot of my... Uh, mental energy. I'll go on more walks during those seasons, and that's that's a that that is a key for me to kind of work out. Uh, it really helps me work out problems, and and uh, and I think to some degree it helps me kind of prevent uh, burnout. Is just getting up, going on walks, and and, and there have been days where uh, I've I've felt uh, I don't know if stress is the right word, but I felt like. Ah, I just need to get out of here and I I I would I would get up like five times to to go on a walk and uh it's really carried me through I think what would have been more difficult seasons or days when uh, when I've taken the time to to walk and 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 use that uh to productively kind of think through problems and 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 that sort of stuff. I call it productive walking. Uh, productive walking. Yeah.
0: Nice. I like that. I imagine you have more of a pep in your step when you're productive. Oh, for almost sure. Skipping for Are sure. you almost skipping. No one wants to see <laughs>
1: me skip, but I, I, I do walk at a brisk pace. Nice. I like that. Yeah.
0: I know you walk without headphones too, right? I like do. You yeah. just walk and like get to soak it all in. And yeah, stuff. And, that, that's and, a good tip.
1: Sometimes if I'm really working through a gnarly
0: problem, I'll start vocalizing to
1: myself, like <laughs> what I need to say, or, you know, I'll, I'll start kind of talking out loud. I'm sure I look like a crazy person. Um, uh, there, there is a correlation between those that talk out loud and, and brilliance. I remind my, my wife of this often, uh, but she's quick to tell me that there's also a thin line between craziness and, and brilliance. So, uh, anyway,
0: take that nice. as you will. You're the, you're the guy I walked by, uh, and is talking to himself and I'm like, I'm gonna put my headphones in. This guy's crazy. <laughs> Normally I'm aware enough. Like when I see people coming, I'm like,
1: Oh, I'll just shut up for a bit.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know the the so taking care of your body obviously uh taking care of your mind as well is a is a focus, and I think uh going on a walk is probably the quickest thing I could do to prevent burnout, but I actually think the very most effective thing that I've found when I'm starting to feel this way and that I do to prevent it's a weird connection, but is to go to a conference and I don't know what happens with my body, with my mind, with my energy. When I get out of my normal environment and I go hear someone speak about something that they're passionate about, about a conference, it may, maybe it's like the smell of a three-star hotel and, and, and conference, uh, white chick, chicken and white sauce. You know, they always have at the conferences. I don't know. I don't know what it is about those elements being put together, but it just recharges me. And, I, I, it doesn't even matter what the conference is about. I don't. I have the time. Don't listen to the keynote speakers. I just like start journaling, and I like all of these ideas start to flow, and I feel my energy jump. Yep, getting out uh, is
1: really helpful. Um, I, you know, I mentioned it earlier as kind of a sign of burnout, but I have also found that just by getting stuff off your mind and on paper, um, I, I call it chronic list making, can also help. Um, uh, curtail uh, burnout because by externalizing kind of what's weighing on your mind can mm-hmm. really can really help just just when you when you get it out get it onto paper it can help you set better priorities and, and kind of see the forest for the trees um, it can also help you say no to things uh, that that's that's one thing I found like when I've externalized all the things that are kind of weighing on me that that might lead to burnout uh, seeing them on paper and black and white, Can help me eliminate (laughs) the things that 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 I probably shouldn't be focused on, or or at least put them on hold for a while, Um, and and that helps my mind relax a little bit, uh, so that I'm not feeling so stressed and
0: so anxious. Yeah, the connection to fear is is a big one here that I don't think we're diving enough into. Uh, I do the same thing; I'll write it out, and then I'll write like, "What's the worst thing that could happen by it?" And oh, nice, you know it. Yeah, it, it, always like the worst is like death. And then I'm like, well, I don't know that I could like if if this project goes bad, I don't think I'm going to die. I, I don't know. But maybe, maybe, you know, even based on what you believe, you know, maybe death isn't the worst thing that can happen. Right. Like there's, you know, just multiple ways of reframing how you're feeling, which I think connects to that taking care of your soul. So it's your body, your mind, your soul. And I have a a, a tip here that is going to be so might be pretty controversial, but I learned it back in my banking days when I would just feel totally overwhelmed or frustrated, or, uh, I just hated life. I would leave work and go to a movie nice in the middle of the day by myself. I wouldn't, uh, it wasn't sanctioned that I should go to a movie, but there was just something about like taking some time off and, and I'd always try to find a funny movie, something about laughing. You know, I think the, same thing can happen about prayer, meditation, you know, things like that. But getting out of myself and just like, yeah, there's a lot going on. It's all going to be there for me when I get back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch a funny movie. There was a, a season where I was particularly kind of stressed out
1: at work. We had a lot of new people. Some of those new people weren't gelling real well, which was causing me stress. My wife and I, during this time, went on a vacation. I think it was to Greece, and we kind of toured some of the the Greek islands, which was a lot of fun. But I remember during that trip, like I, I had kind of a pile of books, um, business books that I'd brought and read. And I, I remember how inspired I was, um, just thinking about kind of the problems and, and I had, you know, some kind of clear solutions, um, that I was, I was excited to take back. So I think sometimes, you know, kind of your point, Casey getting out and, and, and getting some perspective and getting away kind of from your situation can really, uh, Uh, motivate. It can bring clarity. It can give you kind of the white space you need uh, to uh, really reflect and kind of think about uh, what's going on and and ways that you can um, uh, come back and productively kind of engage with your environment, with people and with your projects uh, to see them through hopefully to completion. Um, And I I will say this, like not everything was perfect. You know, when I came back, I had ideas. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. But uh, I, I think getting out, Instead of and and you know, there's this tendency too. Like when we're really stressed, well, maybe I should just put my vacation on hold and I'll do it later. Um, I, I'm convinced that the best time to go on vacation is during the worst time <laughs> in our professional careers, right? So when we're having a tough time professionally, uh, getting out is it might be the best thing you can do for you, your team, your company, uh, those you work with, uh, all the above, your family, even.
0: Yeah. I have a strange connection to that. I'm actually uh reading biographies of all the presidents. It's kind of fun. I read a biography and then I go visit where they lived or their presidential library and I'm on my third one so far, so it's not like I've done a bunch of these, but I'm reading a book by Thomas Jefferson or about Thomas Jefferson right now, and one of the things that he talked about in preventing war that the best thing to do to prevent a war is just to wait it out it is just to like buy yourself some time delay, and people's delay, attitudes delay. change. Like, you know, things work out, they get mad about something else and get focused. And I was like, that's, that's a connection here. Like sometimes even just waiting out a problem at work will help deal with the problem. Now, not always, you will be very careful that you do need to act here, but just connected to what you were saying here that sometimes what you need is a break, a fresh perspective. And oftentimes the problem will have worked itself out too.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think another thing that I'm learning, I haven't, I haven't mastered this. I don't know if I ever will. But one thing I'm learning is, uh, as a preventative step, as something to help us prevent burnout, is just to say no more. Um, you know, there's this great quote by Warren Buffett. He says, "Successful people say no to almost everything." Now, I don't know if I'm a successful person, and you know, I, I guess, I guess maybe to some, I, I, I am. But um, yeah, I think that there's some real wisdom in that statement. Like, uh, it, it, for those of us that. That want to succeed at life and work, and I think most of us do, right? Uh, saying no more might really help. It might really help us, uh, you know, focus intently on the things that really matter, and uh, and not pay pay mind or attention to the things that that
0: don't matter at all, right? That's right, and this all goes back to the the altitudes of planning, right, in your life plan, knowing what you're about. Um, often when you're starting to feel these signs of burnouts, you're probably too late, right? Like you actually need to go to more, uh, aggressive (laughs) methods to deal with those, but you are short of what you're working on today and the habits and the rhythms you have today, you're on your way to your next burnout. That's what I think. And, and so some of this prevention stuff where, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a ton of cure, like save yourself some pain because we're going to deal with burnouts here in just a second. And there's some painful ways to deal with it that you have to deal with it, including like, you know, what happens with your health and things like that. But, uh, the prevention piece here is so critical and it all connects back to success anyway. And I guess I sometimes tell myself, this isn't just like some esoteric thought is this is actually going to make me more successful too. And I don't know that somehow, uh, relaxes my brain, but, but don't, don't focus on, or don't forget the prevention for sure. Yeah, I think another
1: uh kind of area in this prevention uh vein is we when we say yes, we have to con- we ought to consider, I ought to consider what I'm saying no to. And when I say no, I need to consider well, hey, what what might this, you know, uh help me say yes to. Uh there's this great quote by Jeff Walker, who's a a product launch expert. Uh he claims that every yes must be defended by a thousand nos and I think there's some some wisdom in that too like when I say yes, what am I saying no to? Um, what you know because every every decision we make, particularly in our professional lives um, it, it 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 either opens a door it, it's going to open a door right probably saying yes is going to open a door, but what doors are, are is that yes also going to close and this is something that i'm I've been working on kind of better internalizing. Uh, when making decisions, is okay if I'm going to say yes to this, what what am I saying no to, and and kind of going through that thought process, and I think that this is one area or one way uh, to prevent kind of burnout, become becoming overwhelmed, saying yes to too many things, uh, that kind of stuff. Because I, I tend to I don't know if you're like this, Casey, but I tend to want to say yes to everything, and uh, and and by by saying yes to everything, sometimes it it, it puts a whole bunch of Stuff on my plate that that uh leads to burnout uh or I just a whole bunch of people cause I don't get it all done uh and uh yeah so anyway i've been I've
0: been working really hard to kind of think through this a little bit more when i when I do say yes, yeah that's awesome that reminded me of the Cheryl crow song It's like it's not having what you got it's knowing what you got is what you want yeah you know? yeah yep, yep, yep. <laughs> if you if you are gonna choose one yes and you only get one like is it the right one is it the right door you know is it the right one to to go through so right and i think that's Again, why
1: having a life plan is so helpful yes. it, it, because... that's what i was gonna say oh of wait, course wait. of course well no jacob yeah. i'm
0: saying no to you taking my really great point okay I'm well go go ahead
1: and make your point casey and then i'll improve upon it
0: uh do a life plan it's like <laughs> really great no i just get it no you're, you're right on go listen to the five altitudes of planning season we dive into this with much more focus and have a, uh ways that you can Start with a, uh, you know, who you want to be, what you want to do, you know, uh, who you've been created to be, and then how you execute that. Um, oh, and, so. and one thing to note, like when we talk about life planning, it's not this rigid
1: thing that we use to judge every yes. That oh, well, we could use it to judge every yes, but it could be, hey, hey I'm, I'm going to say to this, say yes to this, and it's going to alter my life plan in these ways. It's just really kind of going through that exercise and being very yeah. intentional about the yeses uh, we we or the things we say yes to. Um, I think is really important. O- oftentimes, at least for me, like I, s- I say, yes, just, and, and don't consider uh, how that uh, either supports or might not support my life plan. Um, and, and the
0: things I'd really like to to get done in my life. So um, yeah. Just evens the odds of it, even like, doesn't mean that's going to be perfect, but it's also not a tree hugger thing. Like go take off your shoes and walk in mud. You know, it's, it's not something like that. It's very practical uh, and you can refer back to that uh, episode. Uh, Jacob, you usually know what number episode it was, but it's well, we'll link it in the show notes. How about that? We will link it in the show notes. All right, let's transition to dealing with burnout. Thanks for all the prevention tips, but I could have used them six months ago, Jacob and Casey. Uh, I am in full-flown Burnout. What in the world do I do when I'm at this moment? And uh, for me, I think there's a couple of things. First, admit it, you fool. You are burnt <laughs> out. I I don't know what it is about. Just for me in my life, is this I I never want to admit it. Like I I want to fight it. I want to blame something else. I I, I don't want to fully admit. So I've I've found that when And we talked about this a little already, like writing this out, you know, how you're feeling, uh, meeting with a friend for coffee and just sharing, you know, how you're feeling uh, or how you're dealing with stuff. Hiring a, a, a professional coach is probably the best step you can do that will will listen and help you kind of identify some of what you're feeling. But don't spend a lot of time trying to decide if you are or you aren't. Probably if you're asking the question, you probably are. Yeah, one thing I like to do
1: uh, kind of in this refocus uh, vein is I like to go back and, and just rewatch like inspirational videos, like people I find inspiring. So it could be a TED Talk. It could be um, an old Steve Jobs video, that kind of thing. And uh, and just kind of gleaning, get, getting re-inspired can really uh, help me um, get out of that sort of burnout mode, the cynical mode, the the hey, everything's terrible kind of mode. Um, so I think seeking out some inspiration, uh, can
0: really help it. At least it helps me kind
1: of deal with burnout.
0: Yeah. And if it helps for like three minutes, you know, that that's probably not enough. But if, you know, if it's, it's just like, I'm having a bad day. Like I think that's, it can connect, but I, I do think like the art of letting someone else in on how you're feeling is, is super important and why things like mastermind groups, see previous episode mastermind groups, uh, can help you even watch for this. I know in our mastermind group it's something that I'm, I'm like, as I hear people give kind of a recap of their week or their goals, it's something I'm watching for. And I can sense, you know, I'll even call it out sometimes like, Hey, I'm, I'm noticing some hints of like burnout there. Have you thought about taking a break? Have you thought about doing this? But once you're full fledged in it, don't try to do it by yourself. That's the foolish thing to do is to get some folks around you, even just talking it out with them is, is such a huge thing. And and the other thing that for me is like refocusing at that moment, going back and if you have a life plan, go back to your life plan, read it. If you uh, have operating plans where you work, if you we talked about meetings last time, if there are all hands meetings that you have in a repository, uh, I keep a, a email inbox that's just motivation, you know, the different notes I've gotten from people over the years. So sometimes when it's a rough day, I can go. Uh, remind myself that people once liked me or, or one time I did a good job, you know, maybe not all the time, but those sorts of things help to refocus on the mission, which is connects back to why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. I think another thing
1: uh, that I found is when I'm in burnout mode, normally my habits have suffered. Like I'm not consistently doing my morning routine or my shutdown routine I'm not eating well I'm not exercising at all like uh, all those things sort of sort of come to a halt uh, when uh, w- oftentimes when I'm in burnout like when I'm in burnout mode so I think one of the things that that I found to kind of help me get out of burnout is to adjust my habits or maybe just just start uh, working my habits uh, again yep. and, and and committing myself Re-commit. to yeah committing myself yep. to 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 Living and and behaving uh, more healthy. I found that my my level of productivity, uh, sometimes my sort of mental state will rise or lower depending on how I want to look at it to the level uh, that my uh, of my habits like it doesn't get any better or worse, but. Um, I, I, and I think that's why habits are so important and, and, um, yeah, so that's one thing I do, like when I'm, when I'm feeling stressed, burned out, when I am in burnout mode, I, uh, I, I re-review my habits and uh, that often kind of kickstarts me
0: out of, out of burnout. Love that. I think I heard, this is in David Allen's book that when he works with people that feel overwhelmed, it's like, okay, stop everything, clear the calendar, Mm. grab a pack of three by five cards and a marker, sit down we're going to write out everything that needs to get done. uh, And then we're going to go through and and organize it. Like that's the very best thing to do is get back to what actually needs to be done versus some of that fear, the negative feedback loop that you're, you're telling yourself. And I even had a friend once I got this weird email from him and it said, hello, friends and colleagues. I have officially declared email bankruptcy. I have deleted all of the emails in my inbox. Uh, if you need something from me, please re-email me. And at first I thought this guy was just nuts that he had sent this email out. And over the years, I think I'm like, oh, wow, I think you're actually a brilliant, back to your like, uh, there's a fine line between genius and and crazy. <laughs> and And he had done this because he had just gotten so overwhelmed that he declared email bankruptcy, which makes me think of the office episode where <laughs> Michael Scott declares, I declare bankruptcy. That's all you need to do. That's all. Yeah. You just got to <laughs> like, declare Uh That's not how it works, you know. Like, <laughs> I've declared it. But uh, just like uh, no matter, the most important thing for me in this moment is to get refocused on what I need to get done. It is not to reply to this stale email that I got three months ago. You might just need to delete that inbox. Send a note to your key people that you work with. Let them know what's going on grab the three by five cards, get them on a board and, and figure out, you know, what the next thing you need to do is.
1: Yep. Yep. Sometimes it is just declaring bankruptcy and starting from scratch. I for I don't know if this is fortunate or unfortunate, but I, I've never, uh, uh, I haven't done that. I've, I've like thought about doing it. Like, oh man, I've got like thousands of unprocessed messages in my inbox. Uh, maybe I should declare bankruptcy. Uh, I couldn't bring myself to doing that one, one like little pro tip. I think this also might be in the, uh, David Allen book is if you are feeling like overwhelmed by email, one, one, one way to deal with it is to just sort your messages by from, and that'll uh, reveal to you normally whole chunks of messages you can just delete out of your inbox. Like, hey, this is a news- newsletter I subscribe to. Let's get rid of that. Oh, Casey never has anything good to say to me. Let's just delete all the messages from now. <laughs> I was going to say, did kind of you
0: delete people that way? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely. Sort by, absolutely. Email. Yeah, you you sort by
1: email, just, you know, or, you know, like emails from. Like general emails, like from HR that we all get, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just bulk delete those. And then by doing that, you can get your email box down to like a manageable, maybe a few hundred emails that you've actually got to deal with. Uh, yep. that, that's another way right. to not quite declare bankruptcy. But to but to kind of sift through your your inbox in a in a productive way that gets rid of a whole it's bunch a, of stuff.
0: It's a Chapter thirteen bankruptcy versus a Chapter seven right, right, bankruptcy. Right. Exactly. All my financial nerds. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you got a payment plan versus a total liquidation. Sorry, the the, the financial counselor is deep in me, Jacob. No, no I let's have to let's talk more about bankruptcy, bankruptcy, Casey. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I, I we said email, but I think calendar bankruptcy is probably the bigger uh, opportunity here. Uh, I know one thing we do at my work every week or every week, every year the first of the year is we will go through our calendars and look at existing meetings and cancel everything that has become non-productive or just an obligation. So I, we're coming up on the first of the year when this, when this is uh episode is going to get launched, it might be a great time to delete all the meetings off your calendar and put only the ones back on that are absolutely necessary because the overwhelm comes our burden burnout comes from overwhelm um mm-hmm. that that's that's the and, and lack of focus or process so if I was doing a math equation over overwhelm or overtask plus lack of plan slash focus equals burnout and it's it's a good way to combat it is just to, to admit you have a problem and then to say uh, I'm going to start over I think one other, uh, so on the other kind of end of the spectrum, the bored, quiet, quit, you know,
1: uh, uh, folks like me. Um, One thing uh, that I have done and other folks have done uh, that that, uh, I work with uh, that's, you know, been somewhat effective is having just a frank conversation with your boss saying, hey, I'm feeling bored. Like, can we talk about kind of career path? Like, are are there some, you know, new challenges that I can take on uh, to help the team, the company? You know, here's some areas that I would like to kind of invest in more in and, and and see if i might be a good fit for and and for most bosses they love having those conversations like i love having those conversations with people i had a conversation like this once with uh, uh someone i worked for and it did not go well and the answer was effectively no and that that was great that gave me the <laughs> the uh the impetus to start looking for a new job because uh, the answer was <laughs> no no we like what you're doing now we we really don't see that changing like okay great you you uh you helped me and, and, and motivated me to, uh, to start finding a new challenge and and, and something else to do.
0: That's great. I I love that they're honest enough to say no. Like, uh, cause I think sometimes I I know in this, like you can, it's easy to get the answer you want to hear that never gets acted upon versus a, a clear no is a very kind answer by the way. So that then gives you the onus to like, accept that answer or to go move on and, and become the world's best consultant. I know it's the sign that you gave yourself. It's on your coffee mug. It says "world's best consultant." I'm just reading it. I have right. world's best everything <laughs> coffee mugs. World's best yeah, boss. Next... World's best consultant. World's best world's nerd. Best dad. Yeah, world's, that, best like, dad that, world's best dad. World's best leader. Best Fable podcast host. What exactly, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, I did. I only got one of those. <laughs> I didn't get one of those. Weird. Yeah, I wonder Weird. why. <laughs> I the the boss thing is interesting. Um. I I just think like so often we, we try to hide what we're feeling from our boss because they're going to write our performance review, you know, that then connects to our income that then connects to our livelihood. But I, I don't know, maybe I've just had really good bosses, but I have felt like when I open up to my boss about how I'm feeling, I think they trust me more and they think more of my performance when I tell them I'm overwhelmed or when I tell them I feel like, uh, I'm beating my head against the wall. And even when I tell them, I think your leadership is, is stopping this from going further. Like you're, you're blocking me on this. And and I'm sure there's lots of toxic bosses out there that that would be a negative, but I've always had very positive uh, feedback when I've had that honest conversation. I have too. I've,
1: I've had excellent bosses and uh, where I, where being transparent and honest has normally always been a trust building kind of exercise. And uh, yeah, so if you've got a good boss, like yeah, be honest, be transparent, be open. Um, you know, you, you still want to be diplomatic and 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 judicious and, and and those things. So you know, you might not, you, you might need to varnish the truth a little bit. I think that's okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, as a, I can tell you, like Casey, as a as someone who has led people and leads people, I love having these conversations with folks. And sometimes I'll even I'll even like if I cut, start detecting that people are kind of bored or. It seems like they're not as challenged or as motivated i'll I'll say hey you know are 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 you feeling challenged like are there other areas or other you know for us it's like technologies are there other technologies you're interested in or or would like to kind of apply your craft or learn about and and sometimes the answer is no and sometimes it's yes and and I love making uh, uh opportunities or giving people opportunities to learn new skills and to try out new things and to experiment and uh it, at least in my career, the companies I've worked for. Have all benefited uh from that uh so i you right. know I think if you have a good boss, like talk to them yep. about
0: it if you don't have a good boss, go hire a coach and talk to them about it, or find and, a new boss whoa well, hey 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 that's not quiet quitting that is a verbal or a loudly quitting uh, at that point no, I'm just kidding um i you know I think there's a couple other things for me just you know in in kind of moving us uh along here one is in and my favorite I am an ambassador about this step. Like I regularly challenge every person in my life to this next step um, to the point where I'm like known for it. And people are annoyed by me. It's a requirement. If you're on my team that you do this, Um, I actually hold you accountable. I'll write in your review if you're not doing it. And that is to take time away and take a retreat, Uh, not a vacation, very different than a retreat. A retreat is time where you get away from your job, from the day to day, so you can focus on reflection, planning, and organizing what's happening in your world. And there's, there's ways to do this. Uh, I like to go to a nice hotel because I like nice hotels um, and do this, uh, get out of my setting. But it, financially, if that's not an option for you, you can even take a pretend retreat. Uh, and what I mean by this is schedule a sick day, schedule a vacation day. Uh, now, you don't have to necessarily claim it as is PTO time um, and you don't have to even be out of the office. But just like setting the expectation that you are not there that day and then that buys you some time to get caught up, to get refocused, to get organized. And I, frankly, I, I, I work in a culture where I can do this. If you can't spend a vacation day on this, it will be well worth it fake sick for this. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want you to lie. Uh, but this is, it's, it's an investment to to overwhelm
1: is a form of sickness.
0: Casey boom, mental health. It is. I mean, it, it, it is real and it it's holding you back as well. So good point, Jacob. It's not even a lie, but grab a day. And to Jacob's point, it's probably the day you don't think you have, but it is. And spend a day getting focused is, is huge. I think one other thing I
1: try to do when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when there's a project I'm working on that I'm just kind of dreading, I'll like set a little goal, a little, little, little pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for me. Uh, So I'll like think about something that I want or something that I'd like to do. And I'm like, okay, if I nail this project, if I get it done, I'm going to go get that thing. And then that can kind of jumpstart and and help me feel a little less bored, uh, uh, you know, when I'm in that when I'm dealing yeah. with burnout, like I'm, is, it, out is on it a project. bowl of lucky charms? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes
0: it's, it's, sometimes it's the simple things, the easy things, Casey, piece of chocolate, piece of chocolate, piece of, uh, happiness. Uh, I, you know, the last thing I just, I want to call out and we'll link this in the show notes, but there was a, a really great podcast by Adam Grant. Who's one of my favorite organizational psychologists Uh, where he was studying burnout and he interviewed a teacher who was so burned out and that the teacher's solution to this burnout was to go volunteer Mm. uh, at another center. So the teacher was already working like 70 hours a week, feeling totally burnout. And their solution was to go volunteer somewhere else. And that actually helped. And I was like, what in the world? But the connection was around um, the burnout she was feeling is because of the administration, because of the the work that was not the core of what she was doing, getting to go volunteer and, and help someone else was actually why she got into teaching in the first place and it made all the difference. And I thought back to times in my life where where this was really true. Um, I know in, in my job now, there's a lot of administration a lot of, a lot of that. Sometimes I just need to have a one-on-one with a student, uh, which is the core of why I got into this with someone who's trying to change their lives and expand their pathways to opportunities. Like uh, you got to get back to what actually inspired you about it in the first place. And sometimes that is a little more work, but it's the right work.
1: Yeah, I know that in my career, when I've kind of felt overwhelmed by the administrative duties or bored by the administrative duties, um, I would go like work on a special project for the company, like just a special thing that 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 I could do or that I could contribute as an individual contributor. And uh, that was really motivating and kind of got me out of that you know burnout zone, uh, feeling that way. It was very inspiring. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think for all of us, like we there are activities that we can do. Like for me, it's coding for Casey. It's, I don't know, eating chocolate or something. Ooh, um,
0: yeah. Like, Spreadsheets. Spreadsheet is it, my it, version it, of coding. There you go. Creating no a financial model <laughs> for, St-
1: for Casey. It's coaching students like, you know, it's, it's yeah. find a l- find an outlet. I kind of talked about this earlier on, but, uh, you know, I I work hard to find like one little thing, one little outlet that can that can kind of inspire and kind of remind me of, uh, uh, why we do what we do. And, uh, and I love that so much. I, I think it can really help us, you know, deal with burnout when we're in that zone. It's kind of ironic. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm adding more work, but, uh, yeah.
0: Well, that I think wraps us up here. And, and I, I think in review, just that burnout is real and you should be looking for signs of, of that you're burning out, you know, exhaustion, fatigue, feeling cynical, uh, not making progress, uh, medical conditions that, or over reliance on outside substances. <laughs> I'll put that in a nice way. Uh, boredom. You know, your family's ready to kill you. And then uh, that; those are all signs of burnout that we talked about. Different ways that you can combat if you find yourself in it, admitting it, uh, working with someone, journaling, um, taking back your why, and getting focused uh, on there. And then. Also some tips to prevent burnout. The best burnout is the one that never happens. And so taking care of your body, your mind, your soul, and learning to say no to what doesn't matter. So man, I feel like there was a lot of juicy nuggets in uh, this episode. We should have charged for this one, Jacob. Is it too late? To, it's like, too late. Uh, it's too late. Can't too late. for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will tell you how you can pay us back. Uh, there's a couple of things you do. One is you can uh, sign up for our newsletter, On our website, leaderfables.com. Hey, while you're there, click on the Stuff We Like button, which will have some curated tidbits from uh, Jacob and Casey, some of them dealing with these very topics and some different resources, books uh, that will help you. Those are all affiliate links. And so we get a little kickback uh, from those, helps this labor of love be less of a labor uh, and more love. And last but not least, uh, write a review uh, on whatever podcast player that helps other people be able to see, uh, gives us some visibility to get this the word out on this podcast. So, Jacob, before we go, is there any last words you would give on burnout? Just one more thing. You know, uh, the folks on our teams that uh,
1: that get all the work. Oh, so, Casey, do you give new I'm going to ask you a question. Do you give new work to like new projects to the busiest or the least busiest person on your team? No, like, be, honest. So be honest.
0: This is entrapment. Be this honest. is Entrapment. Of course, to the it's always people. the busiest person, it's right? So it's always yeah. it's always
1: the person doing you know doing their best work, and they're always normally really busy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that that you know one of the things that we can we can do better at as leaders is developing the people that aren't as busy, uh, so Ooh. so they they can also share in in the love, and, and we don't burn out people that are more busy.
0: And, and if they're constantly not busy for a reason, there's another solution to that, right? To go get someone who, you know, you feel comfortable giving work to. That's so, right. That's right. Uh, great point, Jacob. I feel energized after recording this. You have helped me prevent burnout. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already doing some of this stuff. So congratulations. Thank you for listening. And until next time, lead on.
1: Lead on.